0: Today's Leading Women episode 347 with the wonderful Demi Star. Women all over the world, get
1: ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace
0: Berg. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Demi Starr. Demi Starr is the founder of Strategical Coaching. She is a small business coach for women entrepreneurs, published author, and tell-all speaker, Demi helps women entrepreneurs get more clients and make more money in their business by marrying mindset and marketing strategies. Demi shows women that building a business is a set of simple steps and that when put in the right order will in 12 months yield you a great living. So, women of the world, Miss Demi Starr, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. We are delighted to have you on the show and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So Demi, I really love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat, equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind a niche?
1: You bet. Um, great question, by the way. And I think um, you summed it up in the intro. I, I do work with women entrepreneurs, and I help them to get more clients, which essentially makes them more money in their business. And I do that by marrying mindset and marketing strategies, because I found that without that mindset component, I could present all the marketing tools in my toolbox, and they wouldn't be nearly as effective or efficient if the, the mindset shift hadn't occurred, because I found that having a business, it it's, happens to be the greatest personal growth tool. It really calls forth any and all insecurities, um, any thought patterns, uh, habits anything that have held you back in other areas of your life. But it, you know, with those, we typically are able to sweep them under the rug and keep ignoring them. But when you're relying on your business to pay for your bills and to provide for your lifestyle, you soon see that there is opportunity for personal growth. You'll see where you're playing small uh, because your bank account will be a direct reflection of that. And um, that's, that's essentially what I do. I, I help women um, transition through that uh, challenging time quicker And uh, with a little less pain, there is some pain and growth, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, and help them to get more money into their bank account quicker.
0: Wow, I love what I'm hearing about your business and this niche that you've carved out. um, I mean, uh, helping women uh, by marrying mindset and marketing strategies. Those two, I truly believe, are the foundation of building a business. So great that you have this one. But what was that inspiration? What continues to inspire you building this business?
1: I would say the top priority for me was always to have time freedom, and um, it was always very painful to be on someone else's schedule, so I actually left a six-figure income job because I I didn't like the lack of flexibility that came with that paycheck, and it was after starting a few other businesses, uh, one I completely bombed, (laughs) and it was a great learning experience. It was very painful. Uh, But there were a lot of lessons that were learned and ones that I had implemented in other built businesses that I had built and sold. Um, And then I discovered that I loved the strategies behind building a business. And people were asking me for advice. And you know, they're watching what I was doing. And I, I I was, you know, just enjoyed sharing and helping other people grow as well. And um, I was, I'm a perpetual student. I I love learning. I love taking classes and courses and programs, but I also love the implementation portion of it and tweaking and making them work. And so um, I I noticed that when people were asking me, they were actually very smart because they wanted to cut their time in half instead of them having to go through investing the programs and their time and effort and everything. um, I would just tell them what to do and they'd implement it. So um, it really inspired me to see them growing their business as well. And it kind of organically morphed into a business coaching slash mentoring business. i actually start off as a financial coach. And it just gets me so jacked up to see people succeed in their business because I know how exhilarating it is to wake up each day and be able to call the shots and, you know, to have the money freedom to go along with the time freedom, because I know at the beginning stages of my business, it wasn't as much fun having time freedom when I didn't have the money freedom component to go for it. But when you can put those two together, um, it really shifts how how you show up in life and it just it motivates me so much because um, watching my clients succeed really is a direct reflection of my business success, uh, it being you know the mentor of their business. If they weren't succeeding, then uh, my business would drive very quickly.
0: Yes, and nothing is as fulfilling as seeing your clients succeed as a result of what you are or what you're doing or what you are putting out there. Wow. Love that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this inspiration or this idea into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from?
1: You ask great questions. I love this. Um, I would say the top three would be persistence, uh, focus, and um, I think humor, would not taking yourself so seriously. Um, I, I think those were the three things that really helped me to apply those into my business so that I would, you know, because I'd fall down and I'd dust myself off and, and start again. So, um And then focus was, I think, was paramount for me. At the beginning, I was trying to chase anything and everything that I thought might work. And it wasn't until I really honed in on one thing at a time and then, uh, you know, did my best to master before I moved on to something else and being persistent because, you know, there will be times that uh, we don't want to do things or we get no's or whatever the case may be. And um, to persevere and keep on going, I think that uh, that has helped me to, to, to be where I am in my business now.
0: So that's persistence, focus, and humor. Wow, three personal qualities or traits that we can all cultivate and adopt in our lives and in our business building activities. So especially focus. I mean, I remember my mentor, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire. He has an acronym for this focus, like focus on one course until success. And yes, he is absolutely right. And you are right with it, really having that focus. Is one of the foundations of building a business and great traits there and let's all cultivate and adopt them in our lives persistence having the focus humor you know not taking yourself too seriously I mean building a business should be a journey to be uh, in, to be enjoyed and not you know it, I often say I often tell myself but this is an adventure that we should be enjoying we should the journey should be enjoyed not just uh, like what they say the end is not the dest- a success not the destination but it's the journey that is really a success a great Takeaways there. Beautifully said, exactly. Yeah, so now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being, and to get through those challenges takes a very special person, and our audience wants to know that special person you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today?
1: Hmm. I would say the biggest one for me was self-doubt, um, you know, always wondering, worrying if what I was going to be doing uh, would actually work. Um, no wondering if I knew enough, if I had enough, if, if no, it was just tons of self doubt. So uh, if anyone is listening and you're in the same boat, know that you're not alone. It, it's something that is part of the journey. Um, so that was number one was self doubt. Um, the other one was at the beginning of my journey, there was um, a lack of focus and which took up a lot of my time. It had me spinning my wheels and not seeing great results. I, I had, too many um, pokers in the fire, so to speak. And then the third biggest challenge would be um, I wasn't spending my time on revenue generating activities. I was hiding behind um, things that were easy. So I was busy instead of being productive. I was hiding behind my screen. I wasn't putting myself in front of a prospective client or customer, whether that was um, online or in person. Uh, So those were, I think, were my my three biggest challenges and how I overcame them or how I addressed them uh, with regards to the self-doubt. It's an ongoing process. Uh, Every time you up level in your business, um, there's going to be self-doubt. It's just a matter of, as you said so beautifully before, you know, recognizing that this is just a journey. It's an adventure. Treat it as such. Um, Know that, you know, life is all about evolution and you're growing and it's okay. Um, And, you know, whether it's putting a sticky note on your on your screen or setting I know, a reminder on your phone, whatever works for you to remind yourself that, you know, it's going to be okay. Just keep on going. And then focusing on whatever your goal is um, that big why that everybody speaks about. Uh, and then for lack of focus, um, what I did to circumvent that was I, um, and thankfully, you know, at the beginning of each year, I would just set one thing that I wanted to master. And so one year it was building my database in my business and, um, you know whether it was through uh, interviews of podcasts, which is a fantastic way um, to, to build your business, is through um, either having your podcast or being interviewed. Um, there are tons of ways to, to, to build your your database, but um, I won't uh, get off on a tangent there. But just focusing one thing per year on what I wanted to focus on uh, for that year, and uh, to write it in big letters, I put it on a big sheet of paper across um, the wall on my from my desk. And it was a constant reminder. And then lastly, um, recognizing the things that were keeping me busy um, weren't necessarily revenue generating tasks. And so I chiseled it down per quarter on focusing on just a few strategies that I would be implementing. So, you know, whether it was connected five people a day, um, whether been virtually or live, it didn't matter. Um, so I would set an agenda for myself, uh, a marketing agenda, you know, per month. So I would have, you know, connect with five people a day. And then I've, I'm one of those people who loves to check things off my list. And so um, I would put little circles, it's like five little circles next to that. And so I check it off each time I spoke to somebody, it could be sending out two newsletters, whatever it happens to be, um, or your particular business, you, you just want to have a plan in place. And Um, And if you find that you're not scared, then you're probably not really focusing on tasks that would bring you in front of your prospective client, customer or patient, depending on what your industry happens to be.
0: Wow, I certainly can relate to you with all these challenges that you have just shared. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners are as well. I mean, overcoming those self-doubt, worries, those fear. And the big thing is the overcoming that lack of focus. And the other one that you've just mentioned is not focusing on the revenue generating activities that, you know, drives our business, the marketing side of our business, the selling part of our business, the business side of our business. Wow, this challenges that um damage shared with us and you know, the lessons and how you were able to deal with them. Those are great takeaways, great lessons that we can all learn from. And the good news is when we are sharing our challenges and how we overcome them, we're able to learn from each other. That when it happens to us, we know how to deal with it. Or we, we have some tips or bag of tricks that we can take action on. So thank you for sharing because those are really, really helpful. Not only to me, but all for our listeners as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So, in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this? In in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business?
1: Mm, Million-dollar question. Um, (laughs) I have uh, admittedly, I I don't think that there is um, a work-life balance. I think that there will be times where you will need to... focus more on your business. It will require more time and effort depending on what stage you are on your business, maybe what time of year, all depending. Uh, But I think that being said, it's very important that you do schedule time in for yourself to take care of yourself. I I don't have uh, a family other than, you know, my parents and my siblings, but I mean, I don't have children, so I can't speak from that experience. Uh, My hat goes off to all of you who do have have children and are managing all that. Um, And so for me, what I do is uh, I make sure that I set up daily and weekly and monthly routines uh, to decompress and to take care of myself and to make sure that um, I'm present for the people who are around me. And so um, once a week, I unplug completely. So there's no phone, no email, no nothing. I don't answer to anybody. Um, uh, unless of course it's an emergency, uh, like family emergency. But uh, yeah, I just completely unplug and do everything that I love doing, whether it's reading, taking a walk out in nature, whatever the case may be. Um, and then I also make sure that I schedule time to spend time with my my parents. They're elderly. Um, I make sure that once a month, my both my siblings uh, live out of town, and so I go to visit them. Um, I meditate. I do yoga daily. Um, I walk my dog every day. Spend time out in nature. I always listen to either something an educational podcast or um, an audiobook. Something while I'm even like doing my housework. Just something to keep my mind away from focusing on what needs to be done. I'm I'm present in whatever I'm doing. Um, and then monthly, it's um, I typically take because I only see clients. Tuesday through Thursday, and then Mondays are my working um, on my business. So uh, once a month, I will take a long weekend and go away, whether it's just out of town or I jump on a plane and go somewhere. Um, that tends to help me balance my, my life out with my work. Uh, I'm not very good at shutting off in the evenings. Like I'll I have the home office, so I'll mosey on into my home office. It'll be eight o'clock at night. And then by 10 o'clock, I'm like, oh shoot, I should probably be decompressing right now. So uh, I'm not the greatest with the work life balance, but I hope some of those tips may resonate with somebody and it, they may be able to apply it and it will work for them.
0: Yes, and I agree with you. I mean, work-life balance, sometimes I tell myself that this is a myth, especially for us entrepreneurs, because we are so driven and passionate with what we're doing that it's no longer work for us. But we can integrate it in our lives in general. I mean, scheduling, for example, for your self-care, doing meditation, yoga, walks, workouts, things that you know are going to be contributing to your well-being, to your physical and mental well-being. And daily and monthly routines. I love that. It's all about setting those routines. And of course, in a world uh, that we are in today, technology, you know, with technology, it's so hard to unplug ourselves. But it's really important to do that one, at least like what Damn um, shared with us. Unplug once a week to do the things that you love, you know, outside of work, because it's really important to decompress, and do things that yeah, are also not only work related, but other areas of your life that are important to you. And then, It's all about scheduling as well. I mean, scheduling your time for your family, for your social friends, for your me time, for your downtime. And I love uh, that way that you were doing the getaway um, once a month. I mean, going away once a month, um, doing nothing but... I mean, outside of your business, because that really helps you to, what, what, what I learned from other people is that they, it helps you get more focused. And I feel that one myself, because when I get back rejuvenated, I feel more focused, I feel more productive. So great tips there that we can all learn from, we can all take action on, we can adapt them in our lives. So thank you for sharing those. Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself. And I'm moving forward, the opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So, in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success?
1: Oh, um, this is a great question as well. Uh, I would say for me, success means being able to wake up each morning and feel happy, uh, feel purposeful, feel a sense of excitement. Now, I appreciate you're probably not going to feel like that each and every morning uh, which would be absolutely lovely but I think having it be the norm and you know instead of the exception uh, for me that would be success and and I think a good way to get there is by having for me time freedom and money freedom to go along with it and I love the point that you made yes you. it, it is about mindset it's about you know whether you do have ten dollars you know in your pocket but if you're Still, uh, you know, are, are able to feel a level of happiness and gratitude, um a sense of purpose uh, and excitement. Whatever that, whatever that will give you, I think for me that is success. Uh, it, it just so happens uh, because I know I had a lot of time and I didn't have a lot of money, so I, I wasn't able to do a lot of things with myself uh, or what I wanted to do in helping others and um, experiencing different things in life. Uh, but I still, I I at that point, I would still define myself being successful because I was living my life on my terms. Um, the money freedom that came with it was just a catalyst for it, I believe. So um, I, I think that for me would be what my success, my, my meaning of success would be.
0: Wow, I love your perspective on that. I mean, waking up every morning, having that, feeling that sense of purpose, feeling happy about what you're doing, achieving those dreams, achieving those personal and professional goals that we have for ourselves. Because at the end of the day, I truly believe also that what is truly satisfying are those intangible benefits of being in business. Of course, we are in business to be profitable, but at the end of the day, the intangible benefits of it, like waking up in the morning, you know that you what you're doing out there is what makes you happy and why, uh, why are you are able to contribute in some form, way or shape or another to the lives of other people so i believe that that is the greatest um, success that i can define with a so great perspective there now let's talk about one of the highlights of our show and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be especially to those who want to follow your footsteps You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be?
1: Ooh, that's what excites me. Okay. just yes, <laughs> love it. <laughs> I think first and foremost, being able to manage your mindset. It is our habits and our self-talk that will either help us cross the finish line or it will sabotage us. Um, so I think that would be the first thing would be manage your mindset. Uh, the second one would be to, as I said before, focus on one thing at a time and master it before you move on to something else. Um, you know, as entrepreneurs, we, or aspiring entrepreneurs, uh, we typically have that bug because we are an ideas machine. we, have tons of great ideas and we uh, will start on one road and then another great idea will surface and we want to go after that one Uh, but if you could really focus on that one one thing and master it even if you decide you want to try something different for whatever reason I highly highly encourage you to complete it because it is you're building the character of finishing what you start that is what will uh, propel you forward in business because you're going to take that and apply it to the next idea, and you'll see it through. Um, so I, I highly encourage you to, to do that. Focus on one thing and see it through. And then, third, um, I would say, know that until you're making consistent revenue each month that helps support your lifestyle, uh, whatever that may be, the only two things you should be focusing on is generating leads and having sales conversations. Um, and however that, whatever that may look like to you, um, that would be the, the, the two things that I would highly encourage you to focus on is generating leads, which means getting in front of your prospective clients, customers, patients, whatever's applicable to you. And whether it's virtual or live, uh, that would be something for you to determine. I will tell you for myself, building a database, building an email list was a huge game changer in my business. Um, and you know, when I work with clients, it is for them as well. Um, and then learning to have a sales conversation that um, prop- motivates people. Um, I'm I'm extremely and painfully shy, and I never I think like most people uh, for myself anyway. I never really enjoyed having a sales conversation, and it wasn't until I started honing in on languaging um, and really getting into know who my ideal client is and what they say to themselves, and using the words that they use, that I was able then to have a conversation with people. And then when, you know, through my words, I was, they were able to recognize themselves, and then trust that I knew what I was talking about, and I was going to be able to help them get to their end goal. So those would be my three tips.
0: Wow, golden nuggets in those uh, tips and advice that you just shared with us. So let me summarize them again for our listeners. So the first one is to manage your mindset. I mean, this is very this is the foundation of building our business and uh, you really have to hone on that to build, to manage your mindset, those limiting beliefs, those that are in, um, that are obstacles in you moving forward and, and they, it starts from within us. And then the second one is to focus on one thing at a time. I love when it's about mastering it and seeing it through, seeing it through completion. And then the third one is to focus on generating leads and having sales conversation. Wow, these are the foundations of building building a business, getting leads, and of course, leading them into sales, because that's that's the, uh, the the blood of our business, our leads and our sales. So great tips there that we can all take action on today. And I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book or two that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally?
1: You bet. Uh, I am a voracious reader as well. So I, I really enjoyed a book by Robin Sharma, and it was titled "Bleed Without a Title. Um, so that would be a, a book that I would recommend people, people read. Um, and uh, another one which uh, listeners probably have heard before would also be The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, which was also a game changer, and he, he speaks about resistance and how it shows up in our, our lives. Primarily as procrastination, so that was also a game changer for me in my business.
0: Yes, I love those uh, two books: "That's Lead Without a Title" by Robin Sharma and "The War of Art" uh, by Stephen Pressfield. Yes, all about resistance and procrastination, overcoming those two things are uh, really, really, um, you know, d- slowing us uh, from what, w- what we want to achieve. Great resource there, and I'm a sh- I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Now, what's one favorite business resource or a tool or app that you use in your business that's radically changing the way to business and which you can share our listeners with?
1: The number one would be for me, um, Aweber. So it's an email management system. Um, and as I said before, building my, my database, I, I can't even tell you how it would transform my business and continues to transform my business. So that would be one thing I could not live without.
0: Yes, it's an autoresponder um, called Aweber. I mean, I, I couldn't stress this enough. Just like what Demon said, to, it's really important to start building your email list and then build relationships with those lists. And one way of doing that, uh, streamline that one is through autoresponders like Aweber. That's Aweber. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. Last but not the least, Demi, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that they can connect with you? And then we'll end from there.
1: Oh, fantastic. Um, I would say the biggest benefit that I hear from my clients is that um, they, after working with me, that they have a way to get in front of prospective clients, um, patients, customers, whatever happens to be 24-7, 24-7, so they have a way to generate leads at any time um, and that they also, they learn to speak in a way that motivates them to work with them instead of having that whole uncomfortable chasing down sales conversation. So I think those would be the two benefits is um, having ways to generate leads and then uh, learning how to speak to to speak to their prospective clients so that um, that those leads then turn into sales. And I'm uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Please go ahead.
0: Yes. And, and what's the the best uh, site or where, where can they learn more about, uh, about you and what you're putting out there?
1: Oh, um, I think the the best way that they could, it, it uh, would be a way to reach me. I'm sorry, I'm tongue tied all of a sudden, uh, would be to go to they can go to my website, which is com, And um, you can get some information there. There's um, and also, an option if you if you want to download, I have a, a free report. There are more than um, eight of the biggest mistakes small business owners make and how to overcome them. Um, but yeah, you're you're more than welcome to to head over there and, and check out any of the information that's provided.
0: All right, so that's strategicalcoaching.com. I'll make sure to have this on our show notes. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now. That's strategicalcoaching.com. At least get into their newsletter, get this free report that uh, Dem is sharing with us and learn from what she's putting out there. And if the, the products and services that she's putting out there resonate with you, I highly encourage you to jump in. That's strategicalcoaching.com. I love uh, I love what you're Uh, you are focusing on helping business uh, women entrepreneurs with getting generating leads and getting sales love that that's very foundation of our business the driving force of our business so for our listeners out there I highly encourage you to go there now that's strategicalcoaching.com again I'll make sure to have this on our show notes and all of these links and the resources that are mentioned in today's podcast will be made available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com for Demi Star or just type in her name on the search bar and it will find it for you. Again, the link is strategicalcoaching.com. Demi, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time and your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank
1: you so much for this opportunity, as well as for what you're doing for other women entrepreneurs. And I can't wait to share uh, your your show with my community and with my clients. I just think this is amazing. It's such a great resource and uh, it's resources like this that really help um, entrepreneurs start blossoming and start growing and know which direction to take. So I really, really do appreciate it. I tip my hat to you. So thank you for the opportunity.
0: All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one After you listen to this episode, go to today'sleadingwomen.com forward slash myitunes. Step number two click the rate and review button. Step number three say that you love listening to today's leading women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Cheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as... DLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite Today's Leading Woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my itunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my itunes.